Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. If you're tuned in, you're listening to Taylor Terror Radio, taylorterrorradio.com. We are live, and uh, we are here today on the eve of uh, Thanksgiving. Many things to be thankful for. Um, Let me give out all the vitals here for everyone out there in the uh, listening audience. The phone number is 323-870-3499. We might take some calls later um, in the show. I've got some uh, tweets that'll be rolling out. Tell us what you're thankful for. Keep in mind, I'm going to be screening your calls very closely. So this could or could not happen. <laughs> but um, anyways, if you've got something that you're thankful for and you're legit and you don't call from a bogus phone number, I'll at least screen the call and talk to you. And then we'll go from there. But we'll see. Tara's funny about that. So she she keeps me on a short leash when it comes to to calls. Um, if you like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at J. Wade Taylor. If you like to follow Tara, my friend and my co-host on Twitter, you can do so at Tara Dublin Rocks. And the show account is Taylor Tara Radio. You can direct your questions and your comments over there, over that way. And with that, uh, I would say good morning, Tara. How are you on this Thanksgiving Eve? Good morning, my friend. Um <clears throat> I am facing the deep cleaning that comes with the uh, imminent arrival of my mother. So uh, once, yeah, once you're we super, wrap, yeah, you, yeah, no, I gotta get down super, on my knees and like, I gotta clean baseboards with bleach. That's that's where I'm at because she'll. Yeah. I mentioned this on Monday. 
it doesn't matter how much I clean my house. First of all, my mother will tell me I don't have to clean for her, but of course I have to clean for her. And then uh, something I've missed. She will always, it doesn't matter how, how Jewish I get with the cleaning. Doesn't matter. She will find something. Tara, this clutter, this doesn't bother you. Tara, I noticed over here you missed a thing. Tara, I noticed over here this was dusty. So I, you know, I have to like try to, I mean, and I'm in a smaller place now than the last time she came out here to visit. So there's less places for her to find things wrong. But, um, <clears throat> you know, that's what I'll be doing with, with most of my day. And then also, uh, I live in an apartment complex that I believe was built from uh, uh, perhaps wax paper held together by, by you know, some <laughs> Elmer's glue. So uh, things fall apart in this apartment complex very, very easily. If you sneeze too heavy, things will just fall off the walls. Um, and so the other day I was uh, opening my bathroom vanity and the door just fell off. The door fell off my bathroom, just off, just off nice. the hinges. I know. And uh, they won't, they won't be able to fix it until like next week. So my mother will see that my bathroom is not perfect and she'll be like, you know, nice place you got. And she'll be sarcastic. She won't <laughs> mean it. She won't mean it. She understands my living situation. She understands that we're in uh, an apartment complex of, you know, some some questionable uh, origins. But my apartment, I've inside made it as pretty as I possibly can. However, still, you know, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> it, the, it's listen, not the ideal. The, so yeah, for the listening audience, Tara's. I look. I know I've gotten to know Tara very well. We were good friends, and you know she's like pre-show. We're talking. She's about ready to snap my head off. And <laughs> no, no, what are you saying? I am not. Well, no, I snap can tell. I, I, I can. I can always tell. Like when you're on. Look, I know when Tara's like on edge or like concerned about something, and like she's legitimately got this mother arrival thing on her mind, like nobody's, <laughs> like nobody's business. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's the you know, it's the seeing of my life. It's one thing to be able to tell your mom everything's great, everything's this, this is awesome, I'm happy here, I like this, da da da. da. Then there's the cat issue, and all of that. <laughs> it's fine if I report it over the phone, but uh, it's entire and it's also it's one if I go to New York, then it's. You know, then I can also, you know, here, you know, here's a cute new top I bought, but she doesn't see my day to day. She's going to see the day to day. And uh, there's nothing wrong with my day to day, but, you know, you get yourself into a groove and then company comes. And then the fact that she's going to be here till Tuesday night and she's taking a red eye back to New York and she's aware it's a lot of time. We had a conversation yesterday. She's like, look, I know it's a long visit, but the, but it was the cheapest <laughs> ticket I could get. I can't so wait. I can't wait to hear this story live on air. I can't wait. What on everybody like, listening after I've survived think, the weekend? Yeah, um, I think I'm just gonna title the show uh, when we do our Friday show. Um, I'm just gonna title it Tarot's Adventures with Mom or something. I don't you know. Mean Monday because we're we're having a best of on Friday. We're, we're, we get Friday. Well, off. I meant the following Friday. Yeah, we're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah for everybody yeah, listening, we're having a next Wednesday. Because she's leaving yeah. Tuesday night, so maybe next next Wednesday will be the full on recap aftermath. And there's there's things going on in my life that my mother doesn't even know about yet 
that I've held off in telling her just cause, uh-huh. just cause, Uh-oh. um, Uh-oh. because <laughs> Jewish superstition, my mother has instilled in me the ridiculous amount of superstition that I think is really unique to the Jews. And I don't know why we're the most superstitious people, but you say one thing and you have to go put, put, can't hurry, can't hurry. You have to invoke the good spirits. You, you can't possibly hope or dream for anything. As my mother would say, just, just don't get too excited is what Jews do. Just we kill now, everything. Is your, you can't now, Tara, you're not, let me ask you, I, I've never right. even asked you this question, but I'll ask you on air. Now, I know uh, you're not. Is your mother is your mother a practicing Jew? Not <clears throat> not in the sense that she goes to temple or anything like that, but she keeps all of the holidays. So right. um, she'll make, you know, for Rosh Hashanah and for Yom Kippur, she'll make the dinner. She'll make the brisket and the matzo ball. She likes to – it's more about getting together with all the family. And my brother and his wife and their four, four daughters live on Long Island, so she sees them, and she has all of the holidays with them mostly. Thanksgiving is usually with us. And the reason I like right. Thanksgiving the most is not connected to any specific religion. It's not been over-commercialized. You don't have to worry about buying people anything except maybe a nice bottle of wine if you're going to their dinner. Um, and it is focused on your family, whether you are talking about the family that is your biological family or a family you've created for yourself because your own biological family is full of assholes. Um, Thanksgiving should be about you spending the time with the people you want to spend time with it shouldn't be about obligation. Of course, it almost always isn't about obligation. Um, but you know, whatever you are doing tomorrow, um, I hope that you are doing it with someone you love. Whether you're spending time by yourself, as I did last Thanksgiving, I don't know if I. I think I mentioned this on on Monday show last Thanksgiving. I was still working uh, in a restaurant miserably unhappy working in the service industry, but you do what you got to do. And we served brunch on Thanksgiving last year and it was insane. And uh, I picked up McDonald's on my way home and had Thanksgiving by myself and it was delightful. But this year, and we're going to go out to dinner also this year. So that alleviates a lot of the stress. And, you know, by the way, people, here's a, here's a little reminder from someone who used to work in the service industry. If you have not made a dinner reservation for tomorrow night, you're not going to get one. Just flat, unless you want to eat it, you know, unless you want to eat at 1130 in the morning. Um, that'll probably be the only time a restaurant would have availability. Don't try to walk in to a restaurant tomorrow without a reservation. They will look at you like, what is wrong with you? Um, mm. If you don't have something planned, Denny's, go to Denny's, go to IHOP. Don't try to go to some nice restaurant. That's just someone yeah. who's worked in service. If you already have okay. plans that you were perhaps dreading tomorrow. Um, sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. Because a lot of us, I think you feel, you know, there is that sense of obligation to do something. Uh, some of us out there in the world uh, don't care. My stepfather could not care less about Thanksgiving. That's why he's not joining us. He's staying in New York by himself, couldn't care less. Not his thing. Uh, well, what but I'm this, doing is this. Who don't care. Well, what are you doing? This, I well, what am I doing? I'm doing this, um, and I'm having family come over. I'm, you know, I live basically. I live alone, me and 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 my dog and my cat, and um, I have a at my new home that I bought after the flood. Um, it's a big home, and and so I'm having my son and and my granddaughter, and then Karen, my 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 girlfriend, and with my son's mother, and. 
and then family and everything coming over. What I'm doing here in, is I'm going to um, – I've already put a pre-order in at Cracker Barrel. Now, I don't know if you guys have mm-hmm. – do you have Cracker Barrels up there? We – I think they have them not in the city, but, like, I think that they built one somewhere in Oregon, like in Clackamas, Oregon. Right. Okay. Uh, right. Which is well, there's one here, like, on every other, person. like, yeah, you go down the highway 10 miles, you'll see a Cracker Barrel. No, I so, know that. I mean, I, real... you, you have to remember, I lived in Georgia, so I'm well, oh, well Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, well there acquainted. you go, then. Yeah. So, they, don't, they don't like so, black yeah, what people I'm... or gays at the Cracker Barrel, is my recollection. Yeah, and but, it's really know, good can... food, and it's yeah, so yeah, I'm but it's like, really it's, good food. It, but no, it really is. It's, it's good. I mean, I'm getting like the it's whole Thanksgiving package. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm getting like the whole Thanksgiving package, right, for like 80 bucks. Yeah. So. That's proper. Yeah, we're going to go out to and, dinner, and, and we're going to a buffet. So it's just like and I'm gonna everyone's make, like, taking some, care. You know, extras. I'm going to like make some extras and stuff because I do mm-hmm. enjoy cooking. I grew up with four women in a southern house. So I do know how to cook. And I'm not like one of them guys like, yeah, I can cook, and they really can't. I grew up with four women, only child, in a southern home. I can cook. <laughs> so what, what's, your, what's your big Thanksgiving dish that you make that you're going to add? Because my big Thanksgiving dish, won't, I won't get to make it this year because we're eating out. So what do you make? Well, I'm, mine is going to be uh, – I'm I actually going to make my, my own uh, uh, grandmother's, great-grandmother's uh, dressing that um, – which – or you might call it stuffing. We call it dressing down here. Right, and, right. Right, and uh, I'm going to make, uh, yeah, a homemade cornbread dressing and um, from, the, uh, from the old school where, you, where my great-grandmother put a whole carton of eggs in it and – Dang, um, I'm sure it's delicious. It really is, a, yeah. I mean, I make it. I, a lot of the family that comes over that you know ate, you know that 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 indulged in my grandmother, um, my 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 blessed mama that I lost in '98, and then my great great grandmother who I lost in '77. I'll say it tastes identical, and it's my my grandmother. She literally, when I was growing up, I was very I was extremely. My my grandmother was the only one home with me. My I lost my father at a very young age. And um, and my mother wasn't all that around too much, so I was very close to my aunt and my grandmother. My grandmother just was, you know, I mean, she's your quintessential Southern cook. And um, so I learned all the tricks of the trade, you know. Um, you know, I never eat jar gravy or – I mean, I make all my, you know, cream gravy from scratch. And, Robert. you know, I mean, yeah. So I learned a lot from my, from my grandmother. I was her only grandchild too, by the way. So, oh, um, I bet she spoiled you. Well, my grandmother was a, my grandmother was a tough. She was a tough old Irish Catholic woman. So, um, yeah, and a Texan. Uh, so look out, look out. Yeah, um, yeah. My my signature dish that I make every year for Thanksgiving when I'm cooking Thanksgiving, but I'm not this year, is a baked squash casserole that is the easiest thing mm. in the world to make, and it is so yummy. Yeah. Um, oh, God, I love, I I love that. Oh, yeah. man. It's so good. You get three pounds of yeah. squash, you cut it up, you boil it, you mash it, you add some butter and chopped up onions and butter and breadcrumbs and butter and <laughs> a little salt and butter and top it with more breadcrumbs, and you put it in the oven, it is glory. If you want the actual yeah. recipe, all you have to do is Google ant 
Fanny, F-A-N-N-Y, Aunt Fanny's baked squash. And the recipe comes from uh, when we lived in, I lived in Georgia for eight years when I was in college and then uh, took some time off to move to New York and then back to, back to Georgia. So, but when I was living in Atlanta, uh, when I was going to college in the late eighties, early nineties, there was, it no longer exists. Um, a restaurant in Atlanta called Aunt Fanny's Cabin. And I mean, it just, this just tells you what Georgia was still like in 1989, where you could go to a restaurant that was housed in an old slave's quarters, but that's where it was. And uh, these recipes had existed, you know, forever. Uh, The fried chicken, the cornbread, all that good Southern stuff. And this squash casserole was the thing that they were the most known for. And people would line up. Oh, my Lord. And I just I, as we were talking about Thanksgiving dinner, I realized probably where I'm going to dinner, they may have some sort of squash thing. They're not going to have that proper squash casserole. I may have to make it over the weekend while my mom's here because the other thing that I learned yesterday. So everybody did their food shopping yesterday, by the way. They people were like, I'm not going to wait till Wednesday. I'm going to go today. <laughs> so right. uh, be forewarned. But um, there's a dish that my mom makes. Um, well, she makes a pot roast that's delicious. Um, everyone, I think, knows what pot roast is. But usually when she makes pot roast, because we're Jewish, our side dish is something called kasha varnishkas, which nobody knows what that is. But it's uh, nope. kasha or buckwheat groats um, in a gravy with um, bow tie pasta. That's what it is. It's a very simple thing, and you you uh, it absorbs whatever gravy you're serving. So the pot roast gravy gets in the buckwheat groats and the bow ties, and it's delicious and i absolutely love sounds, it so we yeah it sounds it sounds awesome. really good oh yeah. it's so good so where i live in the in the burbs here uh, i went to four different stores yesterday four to find kasha doesn't exist <laughs> i don't know if we're going to be able to do kasha varnishkas here in uh the pacific northwest because Safeway didn't have it. Certainly Target's not going to have it, but Trader Joe's didn't have it. And neither did whole, the Whole Foods by my house. I'm going to try New Seasons. That's going to be my last attempt today because I love it. It's the most delicious dish. But it's only at this time of year, Jason, that I'll get a little extra Jewish when there's not that support network in place in the grocery stores for the impending Hanukkah, which is very early this year. Um, only some stores here in this area will carry matzo ball soup or uh, potato pancake doings mm-hmm. or Hanukkah candles or any of that. Uh, so it's a challenge, even if you're a bad yeah. Jew like myself, to keep the holidays uh, when you're in an area that's not really that ethnic. So we're, you know, and that on top of, so I, and I was actually in Safeway yesterday, like trying to find all of these things. And I called my mother and the butcher was trying to help me find the right cut of meat. And it was a whole thing. And I just, yeah. And I'm already yeah. exhausted, and she's not even here yet. So, <laughs> um, yeah. The one thing I, the you know, the one thing I like, uh, and I think people probably um, don't realize, um, is the one uh, one of the really super great things about super great. One of the really great things about Houston mm-hmm. is, um, you know, we're South Texas. We're right here on the Gulf Coast. Um, third largest city in the United States. I listen. Okay, Chicago people. I know. I know. Technically, you still are, but on the new census, you won't be. But um, 
<clears throat> but we have a very – our city is so diverse. We have a wonderful LGBT community. We have an incredible Hispanic community, uh, which you know you've heard me going on about. We have a great Jewish community. We have a great Greek community. I mean, we – you know, it's like a, it, it's, it's like a southern New York, sort of. Well, it should be. It's the third largest city in the United States. It should be a proper melting pot. So that's fantastic yeah, to know that and diversity just, exists in Texas. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it really is. So, um, okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to um, – yes, Friday is going to be a best-of show. We'll be uh, live back with you Monday. And uh, we got some uh, good guests coming up next week and the following week, leading up uh, all through the holidays. We're going to have a lot of fun here on TaylorTerrorRadio.com. Um, there is an article I want to touch on, and if you're, I don't want people to. That's why I said when I tweeted it, I said please read it. Don't don't just read the headline. Uh, Dana Milbank wrote it in in the Washington Post, and the, the headline is Nancy Pelosi is the best person to lead the House Democrats. That's why she should retire. He's not saying she should retire now. She's saying at the end of two years. She's saying he's That's saying what I was saying. Yes. Well, he's saying that she should announce it now and mm-hmm. say, okay, this is going to be my last two years. And um, and but I encourage people to read it. He he makes some really good points in there, and it's 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 basically what we all you know all the you know the Pelosi people have said. Well, yeah, we want her for the next two years in there, and then you know let's move on. Let's have somebody in waiting in the wings, being trained for that position. Schumer too, please, man. I yeah, Bye. Schumer included. Um, you know what's frustrating though, Jason, is that I said the same exact thing on our show. I know. There's an article in the Washington Post, and now it's valid. I, I mean, I you know, I just I think I need a regular column somewhere, or MSNBC needs to hire me as a, a, a commentator. Or I keep saying things on this show, and mm-hmm. then like two or three days later, I see an opinion piece by someone who's much more well known making the same exact point. So I find that frustrating, but also um, makes me feel kind of awesome that I know that you know. There's other people, you know, that I respect and admire who also are like-minded. That's that's helpful so, to yeah. know. So um, but yeah, yeah that's, kind of a, that's what I've been yeah. saying. I've been saying until 2021, you need someone who knows what she's doing. She can train the youngins coming up, and then hopefully we'll have a Democratic ticket elected into the White House. And by 2021, well, Nancy Pelosi can be like, okay, I can step away now. He, but he makes his point basically is is on. Her saying, okay, you know, basically her coming out and saying, look, I'm going – this is going to be my last tenure. I'm going to retire after this. His point, and he, and he goes through the, through the piece, and I, it really is a great piece, is that it will really energize the, the, you know, the base out there, the young, the young base and, and so on and so forth for 2020. You know, for those – and listen – you know, there's a lot more than 16, 14 handful of people in Congress. You know, there's a lot of people that didn't want to see Pelosi as speaker. Um, you know, Representative Mar- uh, uh, Marcia Fudge, um, she came on to the uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, bandwagon, so to speak. She is endorsing her. Pelosi um, very um, um, quietly gave her a very nice committee to sit on. And so um, – Marcia Fudge got something out of the deal as well. Well, as yeah, did, I mean, that's how it yeah. works. That's how it works. But you also know, because we had Nancy Pelosi on the show, you know how 
she is very much um, a team player and she is the one who is going to extend herself to the younger ones coming in uh, as a role model, as someone who is a living example of why you never give up, of absolute tenacity. And she's the most powerful woman right now in the United States of America. And uh, there's something to be said for that. And the fact that she scares the shit out of the GOP is a huge thing. And that's someone to learn from. And so I'm grateful that, you know, the, the naysayers are starting to come around a little bit. Even Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yeah. is saying, you know, she's progressive enough. I, I mean, Nancy Pelosi is forming committees. Uh, the, you know, she's going to be sitting down with all of the new uh, women of color and the LGBT who are coming into the house. She's creating these new committees. She's bringing back, you know, really strongly a climate change initiative. So I, I, I think everyone needs to let her work. And that's the hashtag, let Nancy work. Watch, just let her work. She will do an ama- amazing yeah. job because she did before. Well, I've, and, yeah. I've get, I've spoken and then in my 2021, new blood. No problem. Yeah, I, I, I've, yeah, I've spoken my piece on it. So, you know, I mean, I, I, think, I, I think yeah, I mean... I think we, yeah, we, we, can, we can, can kind of – let's talk about the fact that Donald Trump is screwed. Can we talk about that? I'm thankful. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, thankful. I wanna, yeah, we can talk just, about that, but I, I want to give, give a shout-out to Tulsi – hey, Tulsi Gabbard. Did you see the tweet? I oh, dropped yeah. it in your – Yeah, I know Gabbard, I retweeted it. Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard or, – or, I, I, look, I know a lot of people have a lot of animosity towards Tulsi Gabbard for – Certain reasons, and I know well, I'm not going to mention the names, but I know why, and you know why you don't like Tulsi Gabbard. I like her. I don't care if she supported Bernie or not. I still like her. Um, I've always liked her. I think she would make an oh man, she's a tough cookie. And uh, I'll tell you one, what, that's good. oh yeah, she is. She she tweeted real Donald Trump. She added him too. She said, hey, real Donald Trump, being Saudi Arabia's bitch is not America mm-hmm. first. That is the truthiest of truth. You can't argue with that. No, you cannot. When he says – and that he's such a liar when he says he has no business dealings with Saudi Arabia. Excuse me? You can say – I have a big – I have a tweet that Alyssa Milano retweeted. The Saudis bought a whole floor of his hotel before 9-11, and he's said publicly, I love them. I, the Saudis? They've given me forty million, fifty million. I'm supposed to hate them. I love them. He's on video saying that. So, yes, you do have business dealings. Yes, you are owned by Saudi Arabia. Yes, you believe that your relationship with Saudi Arabia covering your own ass is more important than the murder of an American journalist. Fuck you. Did you, did you see Michelle Wolf's tweet to him? It's incredible. Did you see I that did one? Not. I did okay. not. But so he. No. But you heard about it. I did hear about it, yes. Okay. So, and I retweeted it because, I, you know, once again, from my own account, from Tara Dublin Rocks, I am still blocked by Trump, which is glory. But we're not blocked on the Taylor Tower radio Twitter. So um, uh, that one quoted Michelle Wolf, and then I retweeted it from my Tara Dublin one. But uh, – <laughs> He was talking about uh, how the White House correspondence dinner, since it was such a you know failure, she was such a failure last year, that they're going to get uh, Ron Chernow is going to speak, and he wrote the Hamilton biography that Lin Manuel Miranda used to base the Hamilton musical on. So uh, Trump tweets <clears throat> about that, and so she quote tweeted it saying, 
well, you know, I bet if I murdered a journalist, he'd be on my side. So yeah, boom, I'm looking at that right now. I went over your timeline right? and looked at it. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's a good, <laughs> yeah, that's wow. a good that's a good one. She's got him, and it's, it's just going, going, going. So he's awful, in case you missed that memo. Um, e- you know, every day it gets worse and worse. And um, yeah, yesterday I went to get my nails done because, again, when my mother comes, if my nails don't look good, she goes, Tara, you really need a manicure. Um, as I was sitting there with Christmas music already playing, um, at the nail place they keep CNN on, and they showed him walking the press line. Um, a lot has dropped this week. Uh, hey, Ivanka, using her personal emails. What? Is, that's okay though. She's allowed to. Do I that. hope. There, I hope they have so many committee meetings over these fucking emails. <laughs> but her I emails hope, lock her up. Lock I her hope up. they. I hope they drag her butt in front of so many committees for the next two years. Her head will spin. I, I want to see I mean, her do 11 hours of testimony her, like Hillary had to. <laughs> exactly. I want to see her sit there for eight hours and be grilled by the, uh, you know, subcommittee on whichever you committees really are going to happen, though. Is that going to happen? Are we going to see that? Well, you know, that there's a lot of things that that, you know, I think that's why a lot of people were, you know, questioning Pelosi in the beginning. Well, what are we, you know, how hard are we going to go after, you know, this out of the other as far as the Trumps go? And I, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I actually, I do. I think there, I think there'll be enough people. Um, uh, I think there'll be enough people to make a stink about it. That, yeah, I mean, I, it, you're not going to see, you know, and really, this is a sad sad part of it you're not going to see the hillary you're not going to see what hillary went through you know you know where this was just like still and still being talked about donald trump wants the doj to prosecute hillary and and comey and um, for what god leave man did you read did oh my lord if you did not read the um letter from outgoing white house counsel don mcgann as he wrote, wrote all these memos to Trump, trying to explain to him that if he did this, he would be impeached. He would be obstructing justice. He would be this, that, and the other. And Trump was like, you know, he just, you know, he's a, a blubberous. He doesn't care. He doesn't listen to anybody. He doesn't listen to anyone. And the fact that Matthew Whitaker is overseeing the Mueller investigation, and he is a Trump supporter, and uh, it was revealed. I mean. It was revealed yesterday somebody circulated a um, an opinion, an op-ed that Matthew Whitaker had written during the campaign that he would prosecute Hillary Clinton. So yeah. no wonder Donald Trump pushed to have him installed as acting AG, and he hasn't been approved by the Senate, and the Democrats are trying to you know get him removed because he hasn't been approved there. He shouldn't be there. He, and yesterday uh, on, on uh, Rachel Maddow's show, she was – uh, drawing parallels between the Watergate, uh, con- you know, uh, scandal and this current scandal, and I mean, it is the parallels are eerie, and it all comes down to that obstruction of justice. And yes, a president can be impeached if it's proven that he tried to obstruct justice. And I mean, Donald Trump stands there and talks to the press, and everything he says is basically admitting obstruction of justice. When he says he would prosecute, he tried to prosecute Comey and Hillary. For what? For what is what I want to know. 
neither of them have done anything to, to prosecute them for. What did James Comey do exactly that he should be prosecuted for? What did Hillary Clinton yeah. do that she should be prosecuted for? Nothing. Remember, every accusation's a confession. So he uh, now from this point, I mean, Mueller, is, he's submitted his questions in writing to Bob Mueller. Um, I'm sure Bob Mueller is trying to figure out what the, the words are because they were probably submitted in crayon, allegedly. Um, I'll be really mm-hmm. interested. He won't sit down and talk to Mueller because, of course, if he's talking, he's going to talk himself into more trouble than he's already in. Uh, we will eventually know the answers to the questions that his lawyers submitted to Mueller. But again, we all have to be reminded that Mueller probably already knew those answers. Already. He already knows. And this is his way of trapping Donald Trump because he already has answers from Michael Cohen and Paul Manafort and uh, George Papadopoulos and Rick Gates and all of those people that he's been speaking with. So my guess yeah. is that what he's yeah. looking for, he's going he's gonna to see if the stories match. So it's like when you play good cop, bad cop, and you have two witnesses and they can sell each other out and you go to one and say, you know, your other friend, he, he's told us everything. <laughs> That's what it is. So um, he's going to see if the stories match. And when everybody's story sounds the same, but Donald Trump sounds different, guess who's probably lying? Um, yeah. So yeah. that would be something to be thankful for, you know, having uh, Bob Mueller come out and say, hey, guess what? Here's obstruction of justice. And now you can move forward. You know, every the Democrats are saying, and you've said this, and I've heard you say it, and I understand it. When the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi, they're all saying, you know, impeachment is that we're not running on impeachment. We're not counting on it. We're not well, pushing it. Herself, but, but go ahead. Yes, I know she did. I know she did. However, it's also what she also said was it also they have to have Republican support for that. And they currently don't. They currently do not have Republican support. However, if enough damning information comes out. You only need – you don't need the full Senate. You just need enough votes to pass it. So I believe if enough is proven to be true, if it's proven – I mean we, I think we all know in our bones he's obstructed justice. He's a walking violation of the Emoluments Clause on the you deal. Don't he's make, done all of these things. You don't want to make the next two years about impeaching Trump because you're not, you're not going to get two-thirds majority in the Senate. I mean you, you, there's just, that's not – You not might even, if the Mueller investigation no. reveals enough terrible. Enough. Well, because again, remember but, we talked but, about this. But, what is, but remember, I would, but we, but I would ask a question. Let me ask. I would ask you this mm-hmm. question: What's terrible enough for the GOP? That's a great I'm question. An honest question. No, what, what that, would, and what, I'm not what, being flipped when I say that that is a great question. Where is their line? And I think we I talked right. about this the other day. Remember, they've gotten their two conservative Supreme Court justices now, right? They're right. in place. So right, they've gotten a let, lot of federal. Hold on, let me stop. Let me let me interject right there. And and uh-huh. now with people with 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 everybody questioning, you know, whether a sitting president can be indicted. Here's what Trump's got. Trump's got installed on the Supreme Court. If that goes before SCOTUS, um, you know, because nobody knows the answer. I mean, you'll get three of, of you know, you get three people saying no, a sitting president can't be. Um, indicted, where and I've read everybody's opinion all the way to Ken Starr, who obviously went after Clinton. He says yes. He he says yes, absolutely you can. A sitting president. Well, yes, you can. And the, the other reason that no, 
But yeah, here's the can. thing, though. Here, if it goes before SCOTUS, I mean, all the rulings are going to fall in Trump's favor. So, But you don't know that because I will once again go back to the fact that there may be – we don't know yet, and that's what the worst thing is. It's the not knowing. Once you tell us, and then we yeah. can absorb it, and then we can move on and deal with it, and all the prognosticating is frustrating, there may be something bad enough. We don't know yet. I mean he'll never – I don't think he's going to resign. I, it's got to be the worst thing possible for him to resign. because. But he's between – he is really – up against it now, and he's barely, uh, you know, going out or whatever. But he, when he walked the press line yesterday, and he's bullshitting about Ivanka's emails, and he's bullshitting about Khashoggi, and he's bullshitting about everything. He's so scared. He's he knows that the walls are as closed in on him as he they can possibly get. So I'm I between now and Christmas, who knows what might happen? But as I was yeah. saying. As I was saying, because the Republicans have gotten their both their judges on SCOTUS, but also a lot of federal judgeships put into place, you know, while we weren't paying attention, they kept appointing and approving all of these, you know, conservative judgeships all over the country. Perhaps that's enough for the GOP. They're like, well, we got what we wanted. We don't really need this guy anymore. And they won't fight in an impeachment. And maybe they'll be like, you know what, now we can maybe start repairing the party because as we've talked to our good friend david jolly about the republicans didn't used to be like this and you could actually have respectful discussions and you could when someone said a republican you didn't said that they were republican you didn't immediately hate them because they were part of the cult of trump that was all before so i believe that if you remove what's rotten once again using the analogies from hgtv the white house is rotten it's time to flip that house and you know, rebuild the foundation and get some new paint on the walls and make sure there's no dry rot and yada yada, get the termites taken care of. I believe that eventually the the, the GOP can maybe get itself right again. And I, I don't mean to use that word as a pun, but correct themselves. They're, they've obviously steered far off course and they need to get back on course. And the only way to do that is to get a new captain. So... Maybe yeah. they've had enough. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if the Mueller report comes back and says, hey, not only did he do this, but he did all of this stuff y'all didn't even know about. And by the way, if you don't get rid of him, we're going to then reveal what the Russians have on Lindsey Graham and Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell and uh, uh, Devin Nunes and Dana Rohrbach. All of them, all of them have those who have connections to Russia. Mueller can say, do you want that revealed too? Because if you don't, we can make a deal. I don't know. I don't know. It's all up in the air. But what I do know is that Donald Trump is a criminal and his children, his main adult children are all of them criminals and they all belong in prison. Will they be sent to prison? Dunno. Will they cut a deal and be forced to leave public life? Dunno. I don't know. I don't know. I'd be fine you know, if he doesn't go to prison himself, house arrest for the rest of his life in Mar-a-Lago, so he ends up alone and sad like Howard Hughes, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. As long as he's miserable. I just want him to be miserable because he's clearly miserable now, but I want him more miserable. And everyone, you know, I see people online saying, you know, I hope he has a heart attack. I hope he has a stroke. Oh, no. Death is too good for him. It's too early. I want him alive uh, for at least another 15 of, I don't years. care. Who it is? You know, I, I don't like seeing no, that kind of stuff. No, you don't. You don't wish that for anybody. 
daddy. But um, no. I want – well, my, my wish is that he pays a price. I don't know what that price is. But he pays – so, I mean, first of all, history is never going to remember him kindly. So his name is Mud for future right. generations. And when, when, when they look back, they'll be like, what was wrong with all of you that you didn't stop this? Um, so there's that aspect of it. Um, there's the – there will always be terrible things to report about him to future generations. There will not be – you know, he doesn't have a, a great legacy. So, yeah. again, Carol, you throw um, your hands up in the air and hope that – you know, your elected officials will do the right thing, but we don't know. It's they're yeah. not knowing. So I have a lot of people that, that so I got a lot and we'll we'll move. We're we're not going to have a whole lot of time. Well, we've got time today, but we we also have time to get ready for our families and all that. So but um I mean there's a couple of things that I, I want us me and Tara to get to here. One, first of all, I know I've got a lot of questions. People um uh, you know, a lot of folks know it's pretty common knowledge that I do play around in the market quite a bit and in ah, not only yes. In, yes not only in not only in the market not only in our market here in the united states but i also trade overnight markets so i'm aware of what the economy is going on around am i am i economist no no i my major is political science but um with that said um i know a lot about oil futures and that's commodities so look Trump tweeted this morning. He said, oil prices getting lower, great, like a big tax cut for America and the world. Enjoy $54 was just 82 Thank you to Saudi Arabia, but let's go lower. Okay, well, there's a lot of things wrong with that tweet besides, I mean, I could just thank you to Saudi Arabia. It's just horrible. We, that's a whole other subject. But let, you know, look, let me explain to everyone real quickly. And people ask me on the crude oil futures plummeting over the past seven weeks. It's not. A, I said it's not a good thing, you idiot. And it's not. Um, when you see crude oil drop twenty dollars over a matter of seven to eight weeks, there's something something is wrong, and uh, investors are nervous and. One of the reasons that is consumer confidence right now is sky high, and there's a problem with that. When consumer confidence is sky high, people spend a lot of money, and there's another problem with that. Wages have not increased at all, so people are spending money they don't have, um, and that combined – the crude oil futures are – a Economic, I often say economic history is very reliable, and it is. The last time we've seen this sort of plummet in crude oil futures was 2007. Nobody needs reminding what happened after that. So, <laughs> um, you know, and thank God we had Obama there to, you know, I mean, it took him, you know, literally eight years to dig us out of that. Um, what Bush got us into, and not just Bush, but what you know, the big banks and 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 you know, the big corporate out there got us into um in that mess but um yeah i you 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 get consumers overconfidence when they see gas price and gas prices are falling and i told her i said watch i said you're going to be amazed how low gas prices are by thanksgiving and people here in houston we're right here on the gulf coast so you you get even lower gas prices i mean i seen gas yesterday for a dollar 98 a gallon so really you know, when people that's see that's not happening yeah. where i live yeah. As well, not happening where I live at all. In fact, it's the, it seems to be the opposite because I'm seeing gas prices uh, $3.69 a gallon. 
That's what I'm what? seeing around here. Three six. Yep. Three fifty nine. Three sixty nine. Uh huh. That's I mean, the lowest even, I've seen yeah. is like three twenty nine around here. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not making that up. Right. It takes. A, you know. It takes. A, we're right here. You know. So I mean, anybody. You know. We're right here. We're in a. You know. Uh, you know. We have the shipping. You know. We have the ship channel here in Houston. Uh, we have Texas City. You know, one of the largest. That's why I like. If you look at like the nuke, the nuke map. Uh, when Russia had us planned out, Houston and the greater Houston area was like on in their top five hot spots to hit because we're such a large refinery city. Pasadena, Texas City, if you know anything about this area, you know Pasadena and Texas City is nothing but gas and oil refineries. So, well, um, there's your answer. But up here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, shit is spendy. Gas prices, you know, I mean, during the Obama yeah. years, we had, I remember a dollar eighty nine, a dollar seventy nine. I remember taking a lot of pictures of low gas prices and tweeting them, saying, "Thanks, Obama." I haven't yeah. seen gas prices that start with a one since Obama left office. Not me personally here, where I live. It's it'll take up. a while. So, it'll trickle down. It'll trickle up. Trickle down, whatever you want to call it, up there to your over. area. It, it'll get there. <laughs> it's just gonna over. tickle. It'll it'll yeah. It'll I don't know if it'll get down to you know, but it'll come down a lot. You'll you'll see. But anyways, long story short, that's crude oil prices, crude oil futures. You're investing in crude oil futures. People are not, and and prices are plummeting. There's an overproduction. There's a there's a mass amount of oil. Um in the world right now being circulated and that really hits home west texas crude um which is traded is it's just i mean it's plummeted it and it's going to i'm looking at the market right now and the market is up today not up much it's up 132 crude oils up to 55 dollars a barrel 55.04 i mean it, it was down to 53 yesterday um but I mean, it, it. There's just, there's a lot of signs out there. There's a lot of signs for economic, um, for, for economic people and economics, and, and just really, you know, and people that play in the market and and or that are in the market. Um, you know, I see I see signs that you know that things are not there. You know, again, the wages have not increased. And people are spending money they don't have. What happens when we when those two things happen? What happens? We have a fucking recession. Yep. You know, we Even have a recession. Isn't good at math. Understands that. So. No, he does not understand. No, he does not. I don't know what the hell's wrong with doesn't him. Doesn't understand anything. Um, it, no, none of it. So, it's very frustrating to have a stupid person in the Oval Office. It's very frustrating to have him say things and have people believe them because nothing he says is true or accurate. And if he doesn't know something, instead of saying, I don't know, he makes something up. He makes yeah. stuff up instead. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it's, that's worse, you know? And, that, and that's, that's why I say you have to change the way you cover him. But like, he, he just, you know, makes shit up off the top of his head. And when his answers are, when they ask him about the crown prince, in uh, Saudi Arabia, he's like, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. That's, that's yeah, great. Good, that's a that's good segue. That's some good policy right there. Right. That I mean, like listen Portland to what he said me. in that tweet, see what happened. Kara. Yeah. That? Thank you. He he said, thank you to Saudi Arabia. Thank you, Saudi Arabia, as Tulsi Gabbard called him out. 
you know, Saudi Arabia's, your, you know, they they made you made you their little bitch. Absolutely, one hundred and not unlike Putin, and not unlike Kim Jong Un, and everybody else. He is He's a such, well, he loves those I don't dictators. Say the word. You know, I don't want to say the word, but he's a gigantic. Mm, he's a gigantic what? wussy. <laughs> what he, word did Trump, you want to he, say? <laughs> he's just a gigantic wussy. I mean, he he's just is. man. This, How does he's anyone think he has tough any guy. strength? Oh, just it's irritating to me. It, it's frustrating. It's sad. I mean, you see the all the things. Why are we even? Why are we? I mean, listen, Saudi Arabia, look what they've done. I tweeted the article. Look what they've done to the children in Yemen. 58,000 children starved to death in Yemen because of Saudi Arabia. Who is behind 9-11? Saudi Arabia. Why is Trump so just, oh, my Lord. You know, we've got to, we shouldn't be doing any business with Saudi Arabia. People say, oh, well, the oil, the oil. I, yeah, well, you know what? Let's focus on, you know, clean renewables. Let's focus on, you know, let's get out from under this whole Saudi Arabia oil thing. That'd be great. And let's get yeah, out from under this oppressive, ridiculous, bullshit people. administration. I mean, they're not horrible people, but the leadership in Saudi Arabia, I mean, they're st- I mean, they literally starved and bombed these children to death in Yemen. I mean, it, the article in the Washington Post today is just, I mean, if you can stomach it, I suggest you read it. But it's horrible. I mean, and this has been going on in Yemen and Turkey, and and uh, it's just you know these children are. So, I mean, the children, you know, fifty-eight thousand children have starved to death because Saudi Arabia cut off the food. I, you know, it's it's so frustrating to listen to him exalt Saudi Arabia. And it's all about your oil, and it's all about the money, and they don't care how people treat because it's all about the money lining his pockets. That's all he cares about. And I want to know why people think at this late stage that he cares about anything but himself, how anyone could think that he cares about anything except covering his own ass is beyond me. He doesn't care about his own children. He does not care about his administration or Mike Pence or anybody else who's worked for him. He does not care. It is only about himself. 100% always have, has been, always will be, doesn't matter what he says. So keep that in mind as we move forward through the remainder of 2018. When Mueller comes out with whatever he comes out with, it's going to be worse than we've ever even suspected. And we're going to find out more and more and more and I will be very interested to see what happens as a result because there will eventually he there will be something that he cannot bullshit his way out of because he's managed to bullshit his way through his entire life so far he's made it 72 years bullshitting and it has he has to you know face face up to it at some point something's got to come down on him he can't be Teflon forever something is going to stick and that is going to be the thing that takes him down, and I will be there for it every second of the way, and nothing will make me happier. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, here is some news that broke while we were on the air, uh, Tara. In in I'm I'm going to read I'll, I'll read this and read just a little bit of this of this uh, piece here. Um, 
that just uh, came out on the wash. I'm sure it's broke every. I mean, it's broke everywhere. But um, uh, the number of uh, it just broke. The number of abortions in the U.S. hits a historic low, and um, yeah. yeah. And it says, um, let me go on here and read this paragraph. Um, this is over in the Washington Post, by the way, everyone. Um, while the uh, it says while the CDC paper did not uh, delve into the reasons for the decline, researchers have cited improved contraceptive access which has led to a decrease in unintended pregnancies, especially among teens, as well as the state laws regarding parental consent, waiting periods, and other conditions that make it more difficult for women to get abortions. Okay, well, well there's I know, and I'll let many, you elaborate. I just I just read it. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll let you elaborate. No, that's, that's great. Um, okay, so first of all, less abortions is always good, always good, because remember – Nobody loves abortion. Nobody wants to get an abortion. Nobody's like, hey, I'm excited. I get to go get an abortion today. Um, what abortion is for, uh, it's, not, <laughs> it's not used as birth control. And all of the misconceptions that people have about abortion, they need to set aside. If you want less abortions, you need to support stronger birth control education. That's what you need to do. So you support Planned Parenthood because they help with family planning. That's what the planned part of Planned Parenthood is about. And if you teach kids about contraception early on, it doesn't mean they're going to go and have a whole bunch of sex. It means they will know how to protect themselves when they do. So whether you put a girl on the pill or you give everybody condoms, you educate them, and then uh, it just it's basic – math and it's also basic common sense because if you tell somebody how to prevent something it gets prevented crazy how education works now the other half of that making it more difficult for women to get abortions you're not helping anybody in that sense um making it more difficult for a woman to get an abortion uh that just goes against all of the principles of roe v wade um which is uh you know that's settled that is a settled case it is settled law it is there as a choice, okay? And remember, it is about a woman's choice, and it's not about what you think or what anybody else thinks, but it is about that woman's choice. But again, educate, and then you don't have to have that argument, right? So um, I'm, I'm glad to hear <clears throat> in a reduction of abortions. I've never personally had to make that choice. Both of my pregnancies were wanted and ended in, you know, healthy, eventually healthy live births. But I am grateful that the choice is there for all women who may have to face it. So, well, um, yeah, you know, well, here's so the thing. It's all about being smart and teaching about birth control education. If you teach people how to pr protect themselves. Let me. Yeah. You know, let, let, let me. Door, you you know where I, I don't have to tell you this, Kara, uh, but but to many of the to the 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 uninformed people out there on. Uh, uh, social media, um, both on the left and the right. Okay, you know how this is going to be framed today, right? This is going to be a, both sides are going to take. Okay, both sides. Just I'm just in, and listen. I'm I'm begging everyone not to get in an argument over abortion today, and on on who did what. But because just be prepared. Both sides are going to take credit for this. You know, this is an historic low. I mean, since Roe v. Wade was passed, we're at a historic low. So you're going to obviously get um, the right with their narrative, 
And the left narrative would be more correct. I'm going to go in even – I'm a center-left guy. I'm going to go with the left, not their narrative, but really the truth is the accessibility to contraception and family planning. That's, um, that's where we've seen this um, historic low of abortions, not by, um, not by cutting off complete access to Planned Parenthood. Okay, this is where I've come around in the past couple years and and really, really studied and delved into this stuff. And I hate to say this stuff. I say to to these to these critical numbers and to how critical um, and how important uh, Planned Parenthood is um, to the women out here uh, in our country. Because the I want to see abortions low. Look, I'm not going to make make any bones about it. I've always been pro-life across the board, across the board. Um, but I do today realize that there is in fact um, uh, I, I, there are situations where abortions um, are going to take place that 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 a woman is put in a very you know, horrible position of making that choice. It's a tough choice. I can, I'm not going to elaborate too much. I'm not a woman, so I don't know how it feels to be in that. But what I can tell you is that I am on the side of Planned Parenthood, and in, in, in certainly in this regard, be, that they need the funding because it is – It's look, it's not people out on the streets closing down Planned Parenthoods that's, that's, that's made abortions hit a historic low. It's Planned Parenthood and others that are promoting – um, free contraception, uh, Tara. Am I correct on this? I mean, I feel like yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you are, and I, and I think it for anyone to oppose uh, family planning, anyone who opposes more education when it comes to birth control, I would love to know why. Why would you right, oppose that? It, does, right. it give you, does it make you uncomfortable to say penis and vagina? Does it make you uncomfortable <laughs> to talk about how babies are made? You need to get over it. And, that's the, that, and that also goes back to the fact that this country is very repressed and hung up about sex. It all goes back to that as well. Yeah, and that too, uh, yeah. People, people equate, if you uh, are a woman seeking an abortion, a lot of people equivocate that with being uh, a woman of easy virtue. Well, you went out and you got yourself pregnant. You reap what you sow. Now you, you know, you played Russian roulette, there's, and now you got to carry the bullet. No, yeah. no, the there's, shaming around that yeah. is. No, we ridiculous. need more. We need more education. We need yes. uh, absolutely one hundred percent free free contraception. I've said for years I'd be out in the stand. Uh, you know, I would go Are out you on the street corner. Oh, please. Jason, you know as well as I that if men could get pregnant, they'd be giving out birth control pills in vending machines, and you pop in a dollar and turn the thing, and a whole month's worth of pills would just fall out in your hands like M and M's. Yeah, no, you're no, pregnant, you're right on the money. Yeah, I know. Yeah. If men could get pregnant, abortion would be a sacrament, and getting your period yeah. would be a rite of passage that men would embrace. Gloria Steinem in the '70s wrote a great great piece called if men could menstruate and i encourage everybody to seek out that essay because it turns everything on its ear and yeah, back in I've the 70s that. i've read that too. yes yeah it's a great it's a great essay of men could menstruate it, joe namath would be selling stay free on tv all of that stuff so if men could get pregnant abortion would have a completely different set of standards surrounding it it would be 
probably free. It would probably be government subsidized and encouraged. So again, you know, the imbalance between men and women, we could have a whole other show about that, but tomorrow is yeah. Thanksgiving. Let's, yeah, uh, um, and we're going to, we're going to take this show home. Um, I, I want to a tell couple you, things Jason. real quickly, Tara, a couple things yes? real quickly, man. I mean, wouldn't you know it? I mean, uh, just coming out breaking right now, chief justice, John Roberts publicly rebukes Trump after president criticized judge who blocked asylum ban. Wow. So there goes your argument about, uh, the judges on the Supreme court always, always siding with Trump. Yeah, well, everybody always look. Robert sided with you know he sided he he fell on the side of the ACA, you know. So he you know Roberts voted with for you know with Obama on that. You know uh, Roberts um, was appointed by W. Um, you know everybody has said Roberts would be the next Kennedy. I believe that. I hope that. I pray for that. I pray that Roberts is the next Kennedy, in that we have that. Not only is he the Chief Justice, that he is that moderate. You know, very moderate voice that we need there of reason um, on the court. You know, uh, the, so I, has the orange baby man responded? Because what's he not say about yet? His, I can only imagine he must be fuming. Wah, his thin skin. And the other thing, Wah. the last thing I wanted to get to today, and I because I wanted to hear. I, look, I wanted to get to this because, well, I. Look, I mean, it's with Sarah Palin. You know, I just had to throw this to Tara. Tara, what? I'm sure you saw. I'm sure you saw this. Sarah Palin mocked uh, um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and and said she she didn't know quote her basic civics <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing it now. It, uh, that's really funny considering not one person asked Donald Trump a single civics question the entire time he was campaigning. Not one person asked him, how does our government work? I would guarantee that if today somebody on the press line said to him, hey, what are the three branches of our government and how do they work? He would not be able to tell you. So Sarah Palin is but, trying very, very hard to stay in the national conversation and – yeah. Okay, we're Sarah talking Palin about her. Are you happy, Sarah? She, Just what a moron. She's the well, don't you remember though, Sarah Palin? That's the same. That's the same Sarah Palin that 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 told everyone that the vice president was in charge of the Senate. So. <laughs> great. It's great. They're just so oh. fucking idiots. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. Just like, uh, oh, she, God, what's oh, her name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't let me. Oh, I what? cannot forget that Sarah Palin also publicly declared while on the campaign trail that there is indeed a Department of Law. Oh, my God. <laughs> she names her children after, like, you know, you know, snowboarding equipment. So, you know, it's, why, why does anyone to, listen? Yeah. If you need to why? laugh, and if you, if you need to laugh, and if you can stomach it, the best Sarah Palin, and I'm sure you've seen it before, Tara, the best Sarah Palin interview is the one she's given while the guy in the background is slaughtering turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> just awful. She's just terrible. All right. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and this is yes. what I wanted to do. Um uh, Jason, I am very thankful for you. And for people who don't know this, um, I have been asked repeatedly over the last oh, decade, 
how come you don't do a podcast? Well, you should, because I came from terrestrial radio. I lost my beloved radio job in 2009, never got back on the air. Radio has since declined, blah, 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 whole other thing. Several months ago, Jason Taylor and I, friends on Twitter, he says, hey, how come you never did a podcast? And I was like, all these reasons. And he was like, well, we should do one. I was like, uh-huh. Because so many people have said to me, we should do a podcast together. And then, of course, nothing happened because Portland. But Jason Wade Taylor says to me, let's do a podcast. And several weeks later, podcast equipment shows up at my apartment. And then we have a show that premieres July 16th. And this is show number 51. Um, I am very thankful for you. I am thankful that this is happening, that you really were the driving force behind this. Without you, we wouldn't this wouldn't be happening in my life. I would probably still be working in a restaurant right now if it weren't for you and uh, borderline depressed or uh, fully depressed anyway, Jason. And so I thank you for this. This has been a gift for my life. This is, gives me a reason to get up every day. Um, oh, just, you I know, know, when we had Paul Myers with us on Monday, he sent me a private message afterwards and he just said that he was so happy to hear me back on the radio. This is radio now. Yes. Um, this is all I ever wanted to do. And if you ever, if you listen to my Pecha Kucha presentation from uh, last month, all I want to do is be behind a microphone. It's where I'm happiest. It's the only place where everything makes sense in my life. When I'm behind this microphone, I can, I'm my best self. And then when I'm away from the microphone, it's just nothing else makes sense. This is where things make sense to me. Like a chef, things make sense in a kitchen for a chef or a musician. It makes sense for them to sit at the keyboard. This is where it makes sense for me to be. My life has not made sense for a really long time, and now it's starting to make sense again, and it's because of you. And so I am thankful for that, and I am looking forward to where this will take us in in the future because we have amazing things planned, and it's only because of you that these things are happening. And I, I can't thank you enough, and I don't know how to really thank you for changing uh, my life. Well, so there's that. Well, I'm – I, I... – I don't even have the words, Tara. Um, you know, thanks. You know, thank you for your your and listen. I mean, I, I have a lot to be thankful for. Um, I'm 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 very thankful that I uh, in in October uh, was my one year sobriety. I'm still so sober today, yes, and you are. Um, and I'm very grateful for to that. I, I'm re- very grateful for um, uh, all my strong friends. I'm grateful for Tara. She's I'm very grateful for Tara. She's been a wonderful friend. She's she's always there. Besides the radio stuff, if I need to vent or if I need to talk, she she lets me and she let she'll let me know. She'll say, "Hey, I'm not going to be available from this this, but if you need me, she always says that to me. But if you need mm-hmm. me, and that that really is that me and Tara have a very close. We are we have a very close relationship. We're 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 really good friends. We don't um we each have our own separate lives, of course, on different you know parts of the country. But um when something is going on in each one of our lives, we will quickly talk to each other and share it because you know why we trust each other, and That's there right. is a we have built up a huge amount of trust between us, and nobody's going to you know nobody's gonna you know uh you know touch Tara without me, you know, ripping their head off. And I know the same goes with me, uh, with her. That's right. So, um, that's right. we've got each other's back and, that's um, right. so that's what I'm, I mean, I'm very obviously thankful we're for thankful that. for our families, our friends, but, uh, in this sure. moment, it was very important for me to let everybody know, because we, 
from the beginning, we've had our naysayers and our haters, and most of them are probably sitting in the chat room right now. Um, but I won't <laughs> get into it. I won't. I won't get into that. Um, uh, giving into hate leads to the dark side of the force. But um, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I'm thankful. You know, I can complain all I want, but I am thankful that I still have my mother, and that she's able to come and visit and be with us. As annoyed as I might get when she's here, she's still with me. So be thankful. I have my, my older son is home from college for the week. I'm thankful that in, in he goes to college in Los Angeles. I'm very thankful that the fires didn't reach where he goes to college. My younger son also, I'm thankful. I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for all that I have. Um, and as we all should be, you know, everyone just needs, this is when you take a moment and you sit back and you really assess what you have and yeah. don't focus so much on what you don't have. You know, if you if you spend too much time focusing on what you don't have, you'll never fully be uh, yourself. You know, you'll never you'll, you're doing a disservice to yourself if you only focus on the negative. And that's something that I've been working on a lot. So with Thanksgiving tomorrow, eat all you want and do not feel bad about it. Don't make excuses. Don't say, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm having a third piece of pie. Have a fourth piece of pie. Treat yourself. Be good to yourself. And be good to those around you and be grateful that you are able to do all of the things that you're able to do. Remember, any day above ground is a good day, regardless of what's going on around you. Just be grateful. Take a moment and realize what you do have rather than what you don't. So there's my Thanksgiving wish for everybody. We are grateful for our audience and our friends and our support and for the Maven for hosting us and for all of the great fortune that's coming our way. We are both of us very, very thankful regardless of the haters that might be out there. Yeah. And we powered yeah. through that and, and I got through that. That Those were um, without going into to great length here, but there was a period of time there um, because of some history that, that I was going through a little rough stretch that I kind of said, oh, no, you know, not this shit again. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and Tara and Tara like um, – I, I, well, I say my good – Tara like my good friend Eric Erickson stood by me. Um, two people that stood by me and um, and Tara stood by me, and, and she didn't – she didn't – she didn't um, – she didn't waffle. She stayed right there, and we came out on the other side, you know, shining bright as the sun. And I thank you for that, Tara. Thank you, Jason. I think that's a really good place to end the show today. Absolutely. All right, everyone, have a very, very, very happy Thanksgiving. Um, be safe out on the roads if you're traveling. Uh, Friday, yes, we absolutely. will not be here. Yes, Friday will not be here, but we will have a best of show playing, so you can catch some of that. You might hear some uh, um, uh, some tidbits from Speaker Pelosi. Um, you might hear some tidbits from uh, Sherry Jacobus, from David Jolly. Um, so tune in Friday and catch the best of show. It's it's, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to hear it myself. So going to be a good one. Everybody, enjoy your day tomorrow. We love you. We appreciate you, and we'll see you live again on Monday.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.